The series is your people. And the bottom line to this series is to help us, help you, help me figure out who's important in our life. What type of relationships do we need? So not just marital relationships, but all types of relationships. Uh, you even need to be careful about who you, which ball team at the Y you join. <laughs> you know, who you're playing with, who you're hanging out with, who you're doing business with, who you're spending your time with. Because these relationships, write this down, even at the beginning, every relationship, there are two things that happen. In every relationship, there are two things that happen. They are a limit to you, and you are a limit to them. Every relationship, you become a limitation, and they become a limitation. So you've got to pick your limitations. You have to choose the relationships that limit you. Because they all will. And you will always be a limitation in the relationships you love. And that's what keeps you growing. What keeps you growing is that your wife or husband keeps growing. The business you're in keeps growing. Things keep changing. Opportunities go to a different level in your life. So making the right partnerships, cohorts, allies, friends. I taught my children to always be aware in every situation, who is your friend in the room? If something happens, you know where to run. <laughs> if you don't have any friends in the room, you might not need to go in that room. It's a setup. Know your friends. And especially if you get married, marry your best friend. Because they will die with you in the fight and not run. Okay, so that's the purpose of this series. We use as our backdrop the story of Naomi and Ruth. We read the first part of it last week, how, uh, how Ruth, Ruth uh, enters a family that Naomi and Elimelech are mother and father of. Elimelech dies, Malon and Chilion, both the boys died, three men die because they're in Moab, and now these two girls are left with their mother-in-law and she's trying to convince them to go back to their people. She says, go back to your people because I'm going back to my people. And so we'll just pick up here in the 12th verse. I won't read all that stuff we read last week. Y'all ready? The Bible says, turn back my daughters and go for I am old. I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight and should also bear sons, would you wait for them till they are grown? Would you restrain yourselves from having a husband? No, my daughters, go. It grieves me very much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord has come, has gone against me. She's saying God is working against me because my husband and my two sons are dead. Naomi's in a horrible place. She's in a horrible place. So, uh, as she's in this horrible place, she's encouraging them to go away. But they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her, her mother-in-law. One person admirably and honorably left Naomi. People who leave you, they're still honorable if they do it right. I ain't talking about husbands and wives. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay? But in any other relationship, if they communicate with you, they're honest with you, and they're able to kiss you. Kiss you doesn't necessarily mean to smack. It literally means I want to honor you as I leave. Right? And there will be relationships in your life when their time will no longer be important. The time has come to an end. That relationship needs to end and we have to have the right fortitude to know understand and recognize that right make sense okay so uh so verse uh lift up that verse 15 look your sister-in-law has gone your sister-in-law has gone back to her people 
and to her gods. Whole sermon there. She's gone back to her people and her gods. Don't know what happened to this one, so I move over to this one. She's gone back to her people and her gods. Which verse was that? 15, so 16. But Ruth said, here's the, here's, here's the title for today, entreat me not to leave you. So someone say, don't let me leave. Entreat me not to leave you. When I get ready to leave you, Linnell, don't let me leave. When I get ready, when I get offended in this business relationship, I need a business partner that'll say to me, you can't leave. I need somebody with enough intestinal fortitude to follow me home, knock on my door, email me, inbox me, send a drone over my house, <laughs> a plane with a message on it. Martin, you can't leave. She said to, she said to Naomi, I'm eventually going to get offended with you. There's going to be some problems in our relationship. But I'm asking you, don't let me leave when I want to leave. Am I making sense? Entreat me not to leave you. Now listen to what she says. Or turn back from following you. So don't let me leave and don't let me stop following you. Make sure I stay with you. Now this sounds odd and it sounds weird. But this one principle is why we have 55% divorce in the church. This is why most businesses fail. This is why most athletes never make it to the pros. This is why, this is why when we get into deals with people and relationships with people, they break up and we never get there. Because we don't understand the power of being in the right relationship with someone who's whole. You can marry broken people, but you can't heal them. You can go into business with broken people, but you can't free them. You can go, you can go into a relationship with a person that feels oppressed in their mind, but the chains are in their mind. You can't break them. So that's why fathers, we have to produce children who are not broken. So that we don't create someone else's problem. Brother, that's why you stay home. That's why you stay in the house with your children. That's why you love their mother. Just so you don't produce somebody else's problem. You don't want some guy to have to deal with the problem you put in your daughter. Because he will have to deal with it. <laughs> and so will she. Have to deal with the man you created in your house. Y'all is not ready for the brother this morning, is you? Okay. Watch this. Listen to what she says. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people are going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. I don't need them gods back there. So where you die, I'm going to die. And there will I be buried. She said, I'm not just going to die there, but I don't even want them to bring me back to Moab to be buried. The Lord do so to me and also, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. And when Naomi figured out that Ruth was not going to leave, she left her alone. She said, okay, you're with me. Let's go to Bethlehem. So now I gave you, I want to give you just a few points. And these points are, I'm going to get right to them. So I don't get stuck. How do you know if it's a relationship that's important to you? How do you know which relationships to fight for? How do you know what type of people you need to court? And I'm not just talking about to marry. What business advisor do you need to court him or her? What type of children do you want your children to play with? 
what kind of man do you really want to be your husband? Once you find out what kind of man you want, once you find out what kind of woman you want, stop following everybody else but them on Facebook. If you work, listen to me, if you work, if you work at the Federal Reserve, they never touch counterfeit money. They never look at counterfeit money. They have no seminars on counterfeit money. They only look at the real. You don't have to kiss a million frogs. <laughs> so what was my number one last week? Let's review. This framework for relationships. Deciding which relationships are important. Number one, I said, do you trust your own spirit? Can you trust yourself when you walk upon someone or you see someone or they speak to you and something happens inside of you that's either exciting or neutral or uh-uh? Huh? Learn how to trust your instincts. There's a part of you that's smarter than you. It's the God part of you. Well, I'm not saved. Listen, folks, Christians, stop being weird. Christians, y'all are so weird to me. Every time I read what y'all saying, I'm like, shut up, please. You're a Christian and you're confusing people. Be a kingdom citizen. Get out of that mess. That's down in the mully grubs. Everybody has the spirit. Once you lose your spirit, you're dead. Everybody you see has the spirit of God. They might not be saved. Everybody's been given a spirit. Once you lose that, you die. So inside of every person is the spirit of God. What was I getting at? You ain't got to be saved to know, no, this guy's a rat. Your daughter doesn't have to be full of the Holy Ghost to know that this girl only wants to be her friend to take advantage of her. She ain't got to be, she, she ain't got to da ba 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 da 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 ba da ba da she ain't got to do all that. She can just feel it right here. Mm-mm, this is not good for me. Okay, <laughs> shoot. My daughter was six years old going to spend a night with girls she hadn't spent a night with. And we had already talked to the parents. Callie told the parents to call us. Like, what's wrong, sugar? She said, daddy, come get me. What'd I do? I went to get her. I don't care if they're embarrassed. Why is she leaving? I don't know. I just come to get her. She didn't tell me for a week. She said, Dad, I couldn't answer you. I didn't know what it was. I just didn't feel right there. I said, that's how I want you to live. Trust yourself. Well, what if the girl don't like me no more? If she don't like you no more, you were right. <laughs> Somebody say, trust yourself. Now, if you trust yourself and you feel like this could be a good relationship, there's a possibility here that this could work out, that's when you say to yourself, don't let me leave you. Number two, I said, are, you, are your destinies aligned? Are your destinies aligned? Are you going to the same place? Do you see the world the same? Could this be Paul and Timothy, Ruth, Naomi? Elijah, Elisha. Is there something that you won't be able to get done without them? Is there a completion of a matter in God that you need to be partnered with this partner? Children are children, but children with the right woman and the right man is something else. That's the beginning of a nation. That's an open door where God allows you to live forever. So our children are important. Number three, I want to get to the new ones. Is there a desire to serve? You got to figure this out. Elisha said to Elijah, I got to serve you. I don't know why I got to serve you, but I got to serve you. I got to serve you. I got to be with you wherever you go. I got to be with you. I got to wash your hands when you use the bathroom. That's what the Bible said. I didn't say that. The Bible says that Elisha washed the hands of Elijah for 15 years. 15 years, every time he went to the restroom, every time he needed to do something, he washed his hands of it. 
Whatever Elijah had to do that Elisha could do, could do, Elijah said, give that to me. I want you to wash your hands of these menial things. I'm going to serve you. As he served, and I know we in America, I know the Christian church has taught y'all a bunch of junk. But serving is the way to higher leadership. That's just the way this works. Those who serve are elevated. I'm not standing in this pulpit because I'm sharp or a good preacher. It's just that I served every pastor I was with. Till it hurt, till it was embarrassing. To other people said, I can't see how you serve him. I am serving him. I'm serving God by serving him. And there ain't no way I won't be promoted if I do this. When you serve, you take your upward levels. You take your extensions. Oh, God, I feel this. When you serve, you take your positions out of people's hands. Because it's God. It's God that raises up. It's God who lowers. It's God who creates kings. And God creates kings and queens through their service. Now, let me give you something you didn't get. Y'all ready? Who are their people? This is what you got to ask them. Look here. I need to go visit your mom and them. I want to see the crazy uncle, the drunk aunt. I want to go to your people. I want to see them. Because nine times out of ten, whatever's happening in them, I'm going to have to fight that in you. So I want to see what I'm working with. You is cute and all. <laughs> but I want to see how your mama look now at 60. Because that's how you're going to look. You fine and curvy now. I just want to understand. Okay, that's not good. I want to know how you're going to end up looking, Martin. Show me a picture of your daddy. How did he think? Did your daddy cheat on, on your mother? Yes, sweetheart, he did. He did. He had two children out of wedlock before he got saved. He did. Martin, is that in you? I said, I would love doing that. I would not want to do that. Plus, I'm saved. He, ain't, he wasn't saved. I'm sorry. I messed y'all up. I went to see Linnell's people. Look, y'all, there are 30 people at my family reunion. 30. We all saved except one brother, alcoholic, and he ain't hiding it. He drinking and cussing, doing everything he wanted to do. We knew. Right? I went to Linnell's family reunion. 30 of us. There are 350 people at her family reunion. There was church over there, baseball over there, drinking and gambling over there, all in one park. Cussing, fussing, church. I'm talking about preaching. Ha, ha, family reunion. I'm like, Lord Jesus, which one of these is you? She's all of them. I'm like, hold up. I'm like, I don't know. Girl, 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 girl. You mean to tell me I'm going to wake up every morning and find out which girl I got? The cussing one, the praying one. Or the gambling one? She said, yes, this is what it is. I'm like, man, what? And now I'm going to have fight all that in my children? I knew what I was dealing with. Who are your people? She had an uncle. He's still alive. Uncle Timer, we call him. Uncle Timer's about six, seven. Kojic preacher. He walked up to me before Mary Linnell and he said, boy, I knew your daddy. I said, yes, sir. He said, your daddy brought us all to the Lord. I said, yes, sir. He said, you see all these people? All of us got saved because your daddy selling peanuts with a sixth grade education came to the lumber yard and preached the gospel to us. I said, that's amazing. He said, boy. I said, yes, sir. I'm fine with you marrying my niece. I mean, my great niece. As long as you're going to be like your daddy. I said, yes, sir. That's my intent. He said, good. Now go on out there and play some softball. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Who are their people? 
Now, let me, let me mess you up a little bit. You might get a Ruth out of a million people. You might end up talking to a guy that went through hell and his family went through hell and everybody's in hell. But this guy wants to build something and do something. You got to go back to trusting your own spirit. And putting some people around you to help judge. Because this might be the right girl. This might be the right business partner. This might be the right job you should take. This might be the right company you should take. This might be the right friend, the right best friend, the right person to take a vacation with. But you need people around you to help you. If they're the right people, you tell those people, don't let me leave. Dr. Monroe was standing up preaching one night. Pastor wasn't with me. He said something, that, and I knew in that moment, Martin, 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 don't do it. You're getting ready to be offended by what he said. Because what he said hurt, but hurt is different from offense. And it hurt. And he mentioned my name in front of thousands. It hurt. And I knew in my mind, ooh-wee. That fatherless spirit in me. I ain't talking about you. Don't be mad at me. Go ahead and be mad if it long as it hurts. Helps. That fatherless spirit in me would always rise up when a man would challenge me. Didn't matter what color the man was, how smart he was, in me, something triggered and I would get defensive. So I knew what was getting ready to happen. So after the service, he had preached to thousands. He said, come to the back room. And in me, I'm like, I ain't coming back there. Can't believe you said that in front of all these people about me and called my name. So the Holy Spirit said, you go in there and don't have no attitude. And I'm like, I'm all attitude right now. All attitude. I got back in the room and something gripped me when I saw him talking to some very famous people. So I went up to him and I said, Dr. Monroe, don't let me leave you. Don't, don't, don't let me walk away. I said, I'm so mad at you for what you said. That hurt me. I told him. I said, that hurt me. I said, but don't let me walk away. He said, I never intend to let you walk away. That's why I talked about you in front of all those people. You got to get over this junk that's in your heart. He said, I'm going to beat it out of your heart. I'm going to pray it out of your heart. I'm going to fast it out of your heart. I'm going to teach it out of your heart. He said, I'm going to deal with this stuff that's in your heart. So he said, if you walk away from me, I'm sending somebody to get you. I'm sending somebody. I'm going to be checking on you. So everywhere I went, Dr. Monroe would text me everywhere he went. Are you here? I said, no, sir, you're in Minneapolis. I'm in Omaha. Are you here? No, sir, you're in Canada. I'm in Omaha. Are you here? You're in Lagos. No, I'm not in Lagos. So I was hearing from him. He's saying, I'm not letting you walk away. I am too important to you, even if you don't know it, to allow you to walk away from me. Somebody say, don't let me leave. So now, who are their people? What culture do they come from? What nation are they from? Next question. Do you deeply care about this person? Is there something in you that just cares about them? You don't know why, but you have an affection. You have an openness in your heart and your mind. Do you care? Do you legitimately care for their well-being? If you care for their well-being, you want to make sure you don't just walk away. And if there are people in your life and you know they care about you, this is a very difficult place for me, and I want to be vulnerable with you during this series. This is a very difficult place for me because I'm jaded when it comes to relationships most of the time. And I think that because a person says they love me and want my help, that they really love me. And in my position, I help a lot of people. Privately. Stuff you don't know. And when I find out they really didn't love me, they loved either what I could do or what they thought I could do, and I disappoint them because I couldn't. I can't be God. 
Don't ever elect somebody to be your God. So when, whenever, you, whenever, you do, whenever I do that now, I figure out, oh, that's why they liked me. I struggle. And I told you last week, that's why I married her. Because her people is straight up. The Williams will have an intellectual conversation. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it and fuss about it. The Wilchers, uh-uh. No, Martin, you're not going over there. That's an invitation you should not take. I thought the Lord told me to go. Uh-uh. The Lord is telling me to tell you not to go. Y'all hear me now? And there were a few times I did it anyway because the Lord was telling me. And in a few months, I found out, oh, man, that is so disappointing. She never said I told you. She didn't have to. I just go to her and say, you told me. You were right. So finally, I learned. Mm -mm. Even people in the church who ask me for help, sometimes I can't help. I mean, besides standing here. Because as soon as I'm in a relationship with you, everything changes. And we don't see each other right. And if I step into your life, I am who I am. I'm fire. I, I can't go to lunch with you. Not even a Sunday dinner over chicken. Because when you sit down and talk to me, when I get full, I'm going to start asking questions. So what you doing? Uh, where are you going? Why are you still there working? What you mean you can't? Stop complaining. Do something. And see, now you leave the church. Then you write our pastors and say, I just don't feel like that's the right place. No, because you got challenged. Don't invite me to chicken. Don't invite me. What are we doing? What are you doing? Your wife needs you to do something more. Oh, I, was, I, I wanted to meet with you to tell you about my wife. I ain't going to talk about your wife. She ain't here. Let's talk about you. What you doing? What's she mad about? Was she just mad? Okay, good. She mad. Is that true? Are you doing that? Are you not doing that? Well, Pastor, that ain't what I can. Don't invite me to chicken. This is my relationship with you, AWC. You're bigger than you ever thought. You can do more than you ever dreamed. There are opportunities now for you that you've never had. You can't be sitting around watching stuff on TV. How much time did you put into this election? Why the world passes you by? Just look at your neighbor and say, what you doing? Where you going? Why? Who you with? What kind of people are they? I said ask them. What kind of people are you with? Do they have any money? They got any success? Are they going anywhere? Then why are you with them? If you want to talk about senseless, stupid stuff, that don't come to your house. I don't have time. You are not my people. <laughs> if you're going somewhere, son, you need to be with people who are going somewhere now. I'm doing so good on time. So proud of myself. Do you deeply care? Watch this now. Lord Jesus, do they challenge you and stretch you? Go ahead and speak in tongues. This one's going to be a good one. <laughs> Why are we so comfortable, Callie, around people who never stretch us? 
Never challenge us. Never put pressure on us. Never call us up. Why are we so comfortable with comfortable relationships? You have to make a decision that comfortability is not your goal. Comfortability is not your goal. It's not what you're after. You're after growth. Build your relationships intentionally on people who stretch you, who challenge you. I told you last week, Ruth kept going to a place to pick grain dressed in a, her widow's outfit. I'm a widow. So everywhere she went, people knew who she was because she had the clothes on. And Naomi said, take those clothes off. Is there anybody in your life that'll take your Linus blanket from you? Is there anybody in your life that'll tell you that puppy or that dog you went to get is not a person? That dog ain't a person. You comfortable with a dog sitting in your lap and your wife sitting over there on the other side of the room in a chair. Boy, put that woman in your lap. I mean, you, I mean, uh, pet her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. Did y'all know that during the pandemic, every, what y'all calling places? Yeah. What am I getting ready to say? Every shelter is empty. They can't get a dog, a hamster, a snail, a lizard, or a flea. They get a pet flea in and somebody come and adopt it. Because people don't want to build relationships with that flea. You might pet it, but eventually it's going to bite you. Dogs love you whether you stink or not. Am I, I'm not making sense. Huh? That dog will love you. Doesn't care. The cat doesn't care if your breath stinks. You need some people in your life that'll say, What's that you got on? You can't wear that and come with me. Well, I mean, what is, what is that? What's wrong with you? What happened to you? What's going on in your head? I don't want them kind of friends. Then you're weak, my sister. A weak man wants to marry a weak woman. Watch me here. A bunch of men, my wife, in a meeting. I was talking, and she said, you know, it's a discussion between me and her. She said, Martin, I don't think that would be wise. I think this is the best thing to do. And I said, that it makes so much sense. Let's do that. And the men said, oh, you do what your wife says? I didn't miss a beat. Yes. Dummy, that's why you ain't got one now. Now, he would have been fine if he hadn't come after my wife. But somebody going to get cut. I'll heal you in tongues later. Right now you say something about my wife. Women are the least protected human beings on this planet. And we need some men to stand up and protect their women. We need some men to stand up and say, this is my wife. You touch her, you got to deal with me. I speak in tongues and I cut people. If you want me to do both at the same time, I can cut you and speak in tongues at the same time. This is my wife, my woman, my boo, my bae, my everything. This is it right here. And if you come after her, I'm dying on the spot for this. Y'all can't deal with this, huh? Is that too strong for y'all? Chad, don't encourage this. 
tell you something. When your woman feels strong, when your woman feels like my man, now, when she feels strong about you, she ain't going to be at the grocery store and somebody bug her. She ain't going to say, I'm going to go tell my husband. Women like that are insecure. You're getting ready to get your husband killed. It. I'm going to tell my husband. He's going to be up here in a minute. He show up, boom. No. <laughs> I'm talking about a real woman. You get a real woman and she knows she's a woman, you ain't got to be there to be there. She'll say, who are you talking to? <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. This is family series. Ah, uh, you got a real woman. She'll be like, uh, what did you say? Now, she might also do this. Exactly, show that ring finger. So exactly, what did you mean by that? <laughs> and without you being there, she knows she's strong. Hey, Yabasa, she knows who she is. And that's what you want. You want your wife walking with your baby girls in a place where you're not with them. And something strange is happening. And your wife is like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. We good. When she get to the cash register, she pull out that black card, that $100,000 card. She pull out that roll of cash. She put that left hand on the counter showing that ring. And everybody's going to know that's a bad Negro at home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not how I meant it. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that, Tom. I meant, I meant that's a bad man at home. Hey, 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 hey. You know, in the wild, there are certain snakes with certain color that you just don't touch. There are spiders you just don't touch. In the sea, there are fish you just don't touch just because of the color that's on them. You can color your woman so that wherever she goes, nobody will dare touch her. They'll say, we're going to leave this alone. We're not going to touch this. We're not going to mess with this little girl. There's something on her, and it's the power of her daddy. For everybody who's offended, that was not my intent. But if the shoe fits, take it off. Next one, put it on the screen. Let me get out of there. Y'all praying? Girl, don't let nobody mess with you. Don't let nobody talk to you. Don't let these foolish, stupid people in this world talk to you. If God promised you a bad man, if God promised you a man that'll stand up for you, if God promised you somebody who'll provide for you, don't you give up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't give up on that dream. That brother, he's out there. He might be black, white, green, yellow, chicken noodle soup, but that brother is. If God said it, don't settle for anything less. What are their expectations of you? Say it with me. Everybody's got an agenda. And they might not tell you up front. So you have to ask. Let's do business together. What kind of business? Are we 50-50? What's your role in the business? What's my role? What part are you going to play? What part do I play? How are we going to make decisions? What if we get stuck? Who's going to help us through this? 
You got to know what they expect of you. If someone likes you, someone wants to date you, don't date them till they're ready to court you. Dating is preparation for divorce. Dating teaches you to break up and get another one. Don't date nobody. If they call you weird, call you traditional, let them call you whatever they want. What do you call them? Call them no. <laughs> you ain't desperate. No is a complete sentence. No. Well, I don't, I, well, I, you know, I don't court. I don't court. I, I don't get in a relationship with someone to see if they're my wife or my husband. Good. No. You can love them with your lungs and your toenails, but don't date them. What are your expectations of me? How do you want me to act? What kind of person are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a quiet, gentle person. That da 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 da. da. That's not me. I can I I I can put I can put this 11 foot inside of a nine shoe if I want, but I can't keep it on long. And we're in relationships. With people, I can't look at y'all and say it. And the shoe is too little. You can't fit in there. Why would you force yourself to fit in that thing? It's not going to be a good relationship for you. I tell you what I did. I was always wearing hand-me-down shoes. I wore some of my sister's shoes. Penny loafers, not... Penny loafers. <laughs> y'all need y'all need something, salvation or something. When I got in grad school, I said I want one decent pair of shoes. One decent pair of shoes. So I went to Floor Shine. And that guy, when I got there, he spent 30 minutes with me. Before I tried on a shoe, let me measure your foot. Did y'all know your foot had a width? <laughs> I didn't. He measured my width. He measured my arches. He measured my length. Then he asked, what are you going to do in these shoes? Where are you wearing these shoes? I'm like, what is this about shoes? That dude put me in a pair of shoes. They were $150 Florsians back in 1982. Y'all know what I did? I put them shoes on my feet, got up and walked around on the carpet. I said, Lord Jesus. He said, Martin, you got corns on your toes because you've been wearing shoes. I didn't feel nothing, y'all. I know y'all like, would you get on with the sermon? It's my sermon. So it's like, I'm walking around these shoes. I never felt anything like it. I said, I got to have these shoes. He said, yeah, they're $150. Uh, what do you do? He said, we have layaway. I said, how long can they be here? He said, they can be here a year. It took me seven months to pay for those shoes. My wife made me throw them away about 10 years ago. Shame on you. <laughs> I should have had them shoes in my hand this morning. Testify. No, she didn't make me throw them away. God told me to throw them away. Because I wouldn't buy any more good shoes. He says, Martin, throw these away. You don't need these shoes anymore. You can buy any pair of shoes you want. So I gave them away. You may have corns on your toes because you're in restricting relationships. People who have nothing, Callie, I'll talk to her. People who have nothing, Callie, want you to not know what you have. 
so they can take you and use what you have. Tell your daughters how important they are so that no one gets to take the power of your daughters and use it for themselves and your sons. But this is important. What was my last one? Next one. Y'all read it. Is this connection... Are you going to put work in this? If you're not going to put work in this, don't do it. If you're not going to put the work in, don't marry them. If you're not going to put the work in them, in this, don't start a business with them. Because this is an investment. You only have so much time and energy, so you've got to decide how you use it. You don't have a lot. You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of energy. And when certain people walk away and kiss you, they take energy from you that you will never get back. So you've got to be particular. Am I willing to invest? Are they willing to invest? I'm telling you right now, don't look at Pastor Linnell. But I got into some deals that were money deals. And we were 50-50. But the other person didn't have no money. Now let me talk to you about a limitation. It's going to cost us $100 to do this. And we 50-50. So how much am I supposed to bring? How much are they supposed to bring? But I can't give my $50 till they... How long we got to wait? We got to wait till they have $50. How long would this opportunity last? See, every relationship is a limitation. So are you in any relationships that take $100 and they don't have $50? Are you willing to put up the $100 all by yourself? Is it that important to you that you can make a double investment Was that deep? If you are not willing to invest, don't start the relationship. Don't start a new relationship empty from the last one because you have nothing to invest. You got to love me because I've been hurt. I'll see you. I pray you get the help you need. Because what you'll end up doing, <laughs> see, people have holes in their heart. And you got to know how big the hole is. And you got to know who's plugging up that hole. If God's plugging up the hole, we good. But you end up trying to plug up people's holes in their heart, you end up throwing yourself into a chasm. And the rest of your life, you throw yourself in a hole you thought you were going to plug, and, and you're, you're in one of them movies where you're just constantly falling. Ah, you're just falling the whole relationship. Because their heart's too broken. They've filed bankruptcy too many times for you to do business with them. I don't want to say some of y'all. But you filed bankruptcy eight times. I wouldn't trust you to walk my dog. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know, man. It's like you filed. You done lost your money eight times and you want me to invest with you? <laughs> Why would I do that? Ask yourself, am I willing to invest? If I'm not, this is no good for me, right? Next question. Can you or they handle the seasons of this relationship? 
Help me out, Dwayne. I got to get out of this one. Can you last through what might happen to me? I know it, sweetheart. Can you survive? Can you survive what might happen to us? Can you last? Can you make it through the trepidation that might happen in this relationship? Are you a runner or a stayer? Are you a lever or a bonder? Are you a freak or a freaker outer? I need me a freak. I need somebody when the bullets start flying, they stand up and say, I'm Superman. I can go. Have they ever been through anything and came out? Are you linking up with somebody who's always had it their way? And complained when they didn't. Be weary of a person that never takes responsibility. And it's always somebody's fault. Can you last? Can you survive through your own mental illness? And make it back to the family? Can you last through a job that fired you? And still make it back to your husband and wife? Can you deal with impossible situations? And come out of it. Can you get cancer? Can you get schizophrenia? And then work your way out of it spiritually. And come back to this partnership. Can you stand with me? If I get fat. If I get skinny. If I get burned in a car wreck. Would you come to the hospital? I'm a crispy critter. And I'm in the bed. But they say I can come home. Will you pick me up in your arms. And take me home with you. I gotta know. I gotta know if you can take something. I got to know if you like to run. I got to know if you're a blamer. I got to know if you've ever gone through anything. If I'm going to hook up with you, I'm not going to be sitting at home. I'm going to be trying to do something impossible. I'm never going to rely on anybody to give me a job. So that might mean, that might mean, that might mean we have a couple of years where I'm not making anything. Can you stick with me? Can you handle anything? Ruth went with Naomi because she saw Naomi deal with some stuff. Deal with the death of her husband. Deal with the death of her sons. She watched Naomi go through stuff. And she said, you're just in a down period, Naomi. I'm going with you. I'm going to stick with you. Can, can, I, can I do this? I'm asking you. Say yes, please. Naomi said, your people, watch this now, watch this now. Y'all ain't got time for this, but if you go back to Numbers 21, 22, and 23, there's a story. There's a story in Numbers, and the story goes like this, Balaam and Balak. So there was a king named Balak, and the, the children of Israel were coming through, coming through this country. And he said, listen, children of Israel said, we're on our way to our promised land. We want to come through your land. It's a shortcut for us. And if you let us through, we won't drink nothing. We won't eat nothing. Take us about three days. We just want to walk through. Hmm? Boaz said no. Say so you can't do it. So the king called Balak, a prophet. And he said, I need you to curse these people. I need you to curse these people. Balak's like, okay. You want me to curse him? I'll curse him. On his way to curse him, every time he'd get there and he'd stand up in front of people, he said, the Lord says, I bless these people. Balaam like, I told you to curse them. He said, let me try it again. Give me another million dollars. I'll try it again. The next time he stood up, he was getting ready to curse them. And he said, I bless these people. He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to give you one more time. He went home and strengthened himself. And now he's riding his donkey. Y'all remember the story? He's riding his donkey to go curse the people of God. And an angel shows up in the path. And the angel, he can't see the angel. The donkey saw the angel, and the donkey's like, whoa, ain't going that way. There's an angel with a sword in his hand right there. I ain't going up there. And the donkey went next to the rock to try to get past the angel. And the angel moved in front of the donkey, and the donkey stopped. Balak beat the donkey three times. He's beating the donkey. The donkey's like, you can beat me all you want. I'm not going against this angel. Then the angel revealed himself. 
Balak says, I didn't know it was an angel. He says, why are you beating the donkey? You're the donkey. He says, what do you mean? He said, you cannot curse what God has blessed. Mm. When Ruth said, your people will be my people, she's saying something that we don't understand. She's saying, those Israelites, God has blessed them. And he has also cursed my country that I'm in. Moab is cursed. It's from the father. She says, I'm going to go with you. Because even if you are in trouble, your people are blessed. You got to find some Holy Ghost. I'm talking about today. Some Holy Ghost filled kingdom citizens. Not people weirded out by this world. Weirded out about what's going on over there. Weirded out about what they saying. What they doing. What they going to do. Weirded out about stuff that they can't even prove. Find you some kingdom citizens. And make them your people. Hang out with people that are in this world, but not of this world. Because all them kind of folks, y'all better hear me, say yes to this. All the people I'm talking about are being blessed right now. God's raising them up. God's doing some stuff with them. God's opening some doors. They're getting phone calls they never got before. They're getting recognized in areas they've never been recognized before. Their dreams are waking up. They're getting relationships. People out of the blue say, can we have lunch? Can we open a door? Can we think a little bit? You used to be scared, now you're not scared no more. All your thoughts are coming together. All the dreams are beginning to make sense. God is starting to work with you. That's why I'm telling you, make sure who your people are. Let me do one more. One more and let's get out of here. Was that my last one? It was? Yes? <laughs> Let me go to my real notes then. <laughs> I ain't messing with y'all. Mm -hmm. Watch this. These are my notes to myself. Y'all ready? The person that is responsible for leading me into my transition to a bigger world, that person's important to me. I don't care if I like them or don't like them. It has nothing to do with it. If they're doing something in my life that I know is going to get me to my next, I'm not leaving. Oh, no. Just not going to happen. I know what's happening here. I'm mature enough to know what's happening. I'm hungry for my next level. I'm not done yet. I got big things to do. There are opportunities that are available for me. Hello! It doesn't matter where I've come from, what I've done, whatever limitations have been on my life. There's something happening in my life, and God always uses people, unless people are too stupid. Then he'll use a chicken, he'll use a donkey. <laughs> but it's not what he wants to use. He wants to use people. Well, I don't like him. You don't have to like him to learn. Hey, America! What makes us different in the world? And I travel the world. I have friends all over the world. What makes us different is that we're different. What makes us powerful is that we're different. No one just about in our country agrees. That's special. We should celebrate it. That's what makes us powerful. That's why we build better buildings. That's why we have medical breakthroughs. That's why we have technology. That's why we have better education. Because we're different. Don't separate yourself from people who are different thinking that you're protecting yourself. We got too many 
inbred people. You only hang out with people like you. In two generations, you start ending up weird. What? I said it. You got to build relationships. If you, not, if you can't build relationships with people who are different from you, that's something wrong with you. You need to be in places where people are different. Help me understand that. What did that mean? What do I do with that? I got one more. Watch this now. These are my notes. You need to be with people who understand your value. Look, if I'm not, if you can't see my value, why am I hanging around you? I cannot prop up your insecurities. Oh, I wish I could sit on y'all's lap. We got to get this pandemic over so I can come and walk out among y'all and, and, and spit in your face. I don't mean like that. I mean, you know, talk. When you settle in a relationship with a person or a company that doesn't understand your value, it means you start giving your power away. And by the time you come home, you have no power to spend on yourself. But giving away your dominion, that's forbidden by God. You can't ever give that away for any relationship. Be alone, but not lonely. Spouses, Men and women, go home. Stop hiding. Stop hiding behind whatever it is. Look one another in the face. That's your wife. That's your husband. And be honest. Be honest. Linnell, what's really happening in me, and I'm so embarrassed about it, it's just because I'm still a 50-year-old boy. I'm stuck back there. I'm stuck back there. I'm stuck back in this situation. Well, Martin, you've been going to a counselor. I said, I am. They've been helping me. But I realized in the counseling session that you're the only healer I got. I don't really trust this counselor like that. I don't mind them dealing with my mind, but I can't have them touching my soul. <laughs> I don't have anybody else to do that but you. My soul needs healing. I know I'm grown. Y'all, this was nine years ago. I had to tell my wife, I need healing for my soul. The real me. And this counselor can't do that. Dr. Monroe is in my life, but he can't do that. Pastor Strong is in my life. He can't do that. This is the reason you're in my life. Brother, if you got a calling to God and a big destiny and a big dream, you got to have a woman with big breasts and a big lap. And I'm not talking about what you're thinking. You got to have a woman that doesn't run out of milk, doesn't run out of substance, doesn't run out of patience, doesn't run out of food for your soul, not weak in her spirit able to stand strong with you at midnight through trouble and girl don't call your man soft he's not soft when he comes to you for help that means he's strong but understand when your man comes to you for help he knows he's being vulnerable so don't laugh. 
Don't play with him because you might only get one shot. He'll shut down. He'll start to walk away. You telling him his deficiencies, you're simply telling him what he already knows. That's why I came to you. Can you be weak in your relationships? You need to be able to be weak in your true relationships. Because those are the relationships that protect you. Well, I don't really love him. I love her anymore. Nobody asks you that. I don't care if you love him. I don't care if you're in love with him. Makes absolutely no difference. Do you got to have them? Is your destiny tied to them? Will they protect you when no one else is? Love will come back. In love will grow. But the right partnerships they're tough to find. So say it with me. Don't let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> 